0: So for our next Yule discussion, I pray that you will forgive me. It's just me alone. Uh, But this is something that I shared with our staff. And it's very simple. It's not particularly profound. But it is very practical and very helpful. And as I was sharing it with our staff, our staff was just kind of in unison. We need the whole congregation to hear this. These are such simple words. So if we could could go ahead and throw that slide up there. What I want you to see, first of all, is that rest is something that we're commanded to strive after in the scriptures. In Hebrews chapter 4, I have it there on the screen. The author of Hebrews says, strive to enter that rest. Strive and rest seem like odd words, doesn't it? Except that our hearts aren't naturally inclined to move toward Christ. Our hearts are naturally inclined to move away from Christ. And so he's saying, focus yourself. Upon Christ, but why is it that so many of us feel as though we're coming apart at the seams? I think it's because so many of us are living as though we are God Himself. You know, in the beginning, God creates us. He creates us, man and woman, and He creates us in His image, meaning that unlike anything else in all of the creature and he- creation in heaven and on earth, we are like God, but we are not God. There's a difference, right? And that's why on the seventh day of creation, God rests. He doesn't rest because he needs to rest. He rests because I need to rest. He rests because he needs to build into my weekly calendar time to just be still. And we might say to be filled. So for us, the first thing that we have to recognize is that we are limited containers. We are finite beings, and here it's represented by a water drum or a water tank. You know, we have this water tank right beside my house, my kids, they, Sarah, for some reason, every time, water tank, water tank, like that's us. We're the water tank, right? That is, that we're meant to have varying levels of fill throughout our lives. And, and being a water tank, we have no power in and of ourselves. To fill ourselves, do we? Someone has to fill us from the outside. So there has to be an external factor that comes and pours into us. All we're able to do is to pour out. And so I want you to conceive of your life that way. I want you to conceive of your life that way. That we have this fill. If we go to the song that Andrew just sang, we might even say, this is the fount right This is the fount. this is the fount of every blessing right this abiding concept, John chapter 15, I am the branch, you are the vines. abide in me so you ought to you ought to produce, you ought to pour out, you ought to bear fruit, but you bear fruit only insofar as you are poured into by me by your connection. that is that we as limited creatures are meant to be conduits of God's glory conduits of God's Work throughout this world that that we're just—he's channeling it through us, but too often, too often, we are separating ourselves, figuratively. Like we understand theologically that we cannot separate ourselves from Christ. We Ben covered this in Romans chapter eight, but we do in our spirits distance ourselves from the Lord, don't we? We stop resting and abiding in the Lord. We 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 start trying to do things all under our power and according to our schedules and in our ways, and we can feel ourselves, sense ourselves, become anxious as we begin to empty. So what we should see here is that maybe we all start up here. But then suddenly, suddenly, we, the, 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 the drain empties, the drain empties, and we end up somewhere down here. Well, this is all by Wayne Cordero, by the way. This is not original to me. I, I wrote his name there at the top for, so that he could have credit. But as we go down, what happens is, is when we get below this level, we begin to have anxiety attacks. We, we can just sense that there's something that's not right in us. That we're, we're trying to produce more than we're able to produce. And because we're pouring out and not being filled up at the same rate, suddenly, suddenly we feel anxious. Cordero, he says it like this, that if your drain is faster than your fill, you're headed towards suicide. Can we just stop for a second and just ask the question, the uncomfortable question, how many of us, by that definition, are headed towards suicide? How many of us are headed towards suicide? How many of us are being depleted at a rate faster than we are being filled? How many of you this morning, as you're driving down the road, sometimes just feel like you almost have to pull over to the side of the road because your hands are shaking? Because you're having an anxiety attack? Well, if... What we're prone to do when we come under these anxiety attacks, is we're prone to double down,, our, isn't it? That the irony is is that what we typically cut out first, when we feel overwhelmed, are the very things that fill our tank. We cut out our time with the Lord. We cut away our prayer time. We cut away our vacations. We cut away our hobbies. We cut away our naps, we cut away our rest, we cut away all those things that fill us because our impulse is, is, oh my goodness, I've got to make sure I have my life under control. I've got to double down, I've got to work harder, I've got to be more efficient, I've got to be more productive, I've got to make another call, I've got to make another sale, I've got to produce another hour. Well, what happens? Those of us who are anxious, trying to resolve our anxiety we actually deplete ourselves further. We keep pouring down the drain. And so then we drop down to this level. And when we drop down to this level, he says that this is the place of emotional breakdown. And I want you to know that this is not just some sage on the stage up here this morning saying, all you people, I've been there. I've been there. About five years ago, I called Andrew Nunnally on a Friday so overwhelmed with, with tears and worry and anxiety, I couldn't articulate a sentence. Just sobs. You ever been there? And what I came to recognize is that the reason that I felt as though I was coming apart at the seams is because I was attempting to live as though I was God I am like Him. I am His image bearer. I am a conduit of His glory. But I cannot self-sustain. Because I'm not self-sufficient. I'm not Him. But too often, we press forward, don't we? Even though, even though, in the quiet of our house, even though when the kids go to bed, we just sit on the couch and cry. Even though we feel as though we're having trouble to catching our breath and our heart is pounding inside of us. Our Human impulse is, well, I've got to do more then. I've got to wake up earlier then. I've got to schedule more things for my kids then. I've got to prove to my boss even better then. So we haven't even talked about the fact that we feel so depleted. We talk about the fact that I must continue to produce. I must continue to, to produce. Think about that, y'all. We are branches and we haven't even thought of the vine yet we haven't even thought of the vine yet and so our we drop down even further and this is the point of a nervous breakdown that place when there's a wound to the soul that is permanently scarred that place in which we contemplate all kinds of things that we thought we would never contemplate abandoning our families ending our lives leaving the faith because we just feel so depleted that we don't know what to do. So what is the answer? The faster that you empty your tank, the faster you must be filled by the Lord. That's, that's the dynamics of this whole situation. And so those very things that we're prone to cut out, those fillers in our lives are the things where we must turn. That the answer, in other words, is not to turn within. The answer is not to double down. The answer is not to see how much more efficient you can be and how much more that you can produce. The answer is, is what we're trying to say even this morning. To look upon that which is transcended upon, He who is greater than all of us. To those things that breathe life back into our lives. So, so what are some of those things? Worship. Do you know what we need more than any other top thing in our society I'm convinced of? To think upon him who is transcendent and to be awestruck by him. It puts your life in perspective, doesn't it? I mean, go outside and take in a sunrise or a sunset and see if you have anything to say back to it. It's a reminder that you're just so small. You can't handle all of this. But there is one who is able. There is one who is greater, and He paints the skies with hues that we can't even begin to describe adequately. Prayer. How about this one, y'all? How about this one? This is in the Bible, like nap, right? Nap. The psalmist says that the Lord neither sleeps nor slumbers, and the contrast is is that doggone it, I need a nap. We've got moms this morning that you feel like you're coming apart. I wonder if this afternoon you just asked your husband to take over the kids so you can take a nap. There's life there. There's life there. We, we, we've talked this morning about the difference in resting in God and resting from God, but there are times in which we need to go on vacation. Maybe you can't go to the Caribbean on a cruise or on an all inclusive resort, but man, just go to Chihuahua. Go somewhere that is reminding you of the, of the splendid glory of the Lord, somewhere that makes you feel small, unnoticed, something that fills you up. Think about those things that deplete you. Think about those things that deplete you. And as often as you think about those things that deplete you, you have to remind yourself of those things that fill you. Let's just, your job, right? How many of us are spending not just our working hours, but our waking hours obsessed over our job? You're not built that way, man. You're not built that way. You can't handle that. Your job is just not that big. Trust me, occupational hazard, we deal in the realm of souls, okay? (laughs) But sometimes I just have to go home and go to sleep and just recognize that the Lord, while I sleep, harvests the seeds that we've planted. That's abiding, isn't it? That's abiding. What about your in-laws, right? Those deplete you. It's Thanksgiving. It's going to get uncomfortable this week. I love you, Rhonda, if you're watching this live. (laughs) As often as you think about all these things, That deplete you. All of them are prone to leave you dry and at the bottom of the barrel. And so, as often as you think of them, you must think of the Lord who reigns above them, who pours into you, who breathes life into your bones. Because you are like Him, but you are not Him, and you need Him. And the good news is, the good news is, is that He says, Come to me, come to me, that I might make you full.